Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. Happy to see everyone. Welcome to our new families. May our state open up for you and bless you. I am amazed at each and every one of you. Through it all, we come together. Sometimes we have times of hardship, but our God is able to take us through it. And I want to comment a few Sundays back, Pastor Peter Gallardi brought an excellent message on the Holy Spirit. And some people are having a little bit of a time getting the flow. I have a few scriptures, about 418, will be an hour and a half. Excuse me a minute. I'm sorry I missed a call up because I was going to hit my nose. All right. Before I get started in this, this is so unnatural for me. I have volume galore. I have depth, but I don't have wisdom. Before I go there, I want to tell you that we are in a blessed place. God is getting ready to do something here. The first step is as we invite in the Holy Spirit. John 14, 16. Elderly people are the leading carrier of AIDS in the United States of America. We have hearing AIDS, walking AIDS, roll AIDS, seeing AIDS. John 14, 16. This is the red letter edition that attributes it to the direct quote of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I will pray the Father, this is Jesus praying, and he shall give you another comforter. Notice the word another. Now, if in your Bible you see an italicized word, that means that it's been added in to further the, further the uh, understanding of it. He will give you another. That means that they had a comforter at that time. His name was Jesus. He came to the prison. He fed the hungry. He healed the blind. Another comforter that he may abide with you. Now, some people believe that once you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, and I believe so, that you, you have some of the Holy Spirit, but he, he doesn't have free reign. He doesn't have all of you. Even the spirit of truth, 
whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not. Neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. The point, how many of you remember your salvation situation? You're a natural man. You're walking alone. You might or might not be involved in various things that God's not pleased with. You might actually be a pretty decent, forthcoming human being. But there is still the need for the Lord Jesus Christ. And when he saved you, you did not immediately spring on, on, into the scene as a mature person of God. God saved you and you were still pretty rotten. In fact, if it weren't for Jesus, sometimes I'd be all alone. So then on the Holy Spirit side, do not expect to immediately spring forth or break out into new tongues and interpretations, but you are born and filled with the Holy Spirit, born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and it's going to come. I have nothing of value. I got to do this. I can't see y'all's face. I can see you, but you're blurs. Everything I've gotten from God, I've had to fight for. I had friends that I grew up with. I had one friend, he could kneel and say, oh, Jesus, thank you, I love you. Immediately, the Holy Spirit would fall on him. He'd begin to speak in tongues and begin to prophesy a mighty manifestation. The next week, he'd be ready to evangelize and hold meetings, and then the next week, he'd be down. I locked myself in the Elam Road Church of God one night. I'm not going to leave until I speak in tongues. Good morning. You look nice. Y'all look so nice together. That's the thing about it. This place is full of beautiful people. We would let ugly people come. But, I mean, well, I guess I'd make an exception to that. I faltered. I did not stay because, as you can see, I'm here now. I stayed three or four hours. But the promise was not fulfilled in me. I was unfoolish or unwise at the time. So about the same time, we're, Carol and I are we're freshly married. We're attending faith healing meetings. One guy tells me, and I had 2,400. I was legally blind without lens. God wants to heal you. Take them glasses off and throw them down. I'm blind as a bat. Carol rode with me at 70 mile an hour on the freeway. I had a 55 Chevrolet with a straight axle jacked up in the front. Pretty good motor in it. It's a wonder I didn't kill half of Dallas. I went over to another man of God, and he said, look, 
He's really God. He's not going to be mad if you continue to wear those glasses. Oh, by the way, I got my license suspended because I was driving without my corrective lens. Hardest thing I had to do was stand in front of the judge and say, I believe in God, and I believe he healed me. And I've been there. I've paid my dues. License suspended for 90 days. I had the gift. Oh, by the way, at the age of 78, my glasses came off. I prayed from 19, from the time I could remember until 1978. I now have 20-20 vision. I can see you. I still find, you know, old habits die young. I still find myself reaching up and grabbing my glasses to straighten. But the point I want to bring to you is the Holy Spirit is sent from God unto you, 1526. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you, he's not out there wandering around. He's inside of you. Whether or not you can release him and whether or not you have that outward sign of praying in tongues, it's going to come. It's going to be there. So what I would suggest is that you, those of you that are struggling in the manifestation of the gift of the Holy Spirit, don't do it. Don't mess with the Holy Ghost in front of anybody. It's between you and God. And you find you a quiet place. And you just start telling God how you love him. He will manifest himself. So this man said, it doesn't hurt God's heart if you put the glasses back on. Carol's going, Phew. <laughs> Then this same man told me, just begin to speak out. I felt that God was supposed to take my tongue and I would, that I would be beside myself. In fact, in the old Terry meetings that we used to have, they used to say, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, as though my mixed-up tongue would cause you to speak in tongues. And if that be so, everyone with a speech impediment would have a greater uh, manifestation than we. But the, the point is, I became, when I met Jesus, I was not natural man, I became spiritual man. Even though spiritual man was very weak, even though spiritual man did not divest himself of all that was a problem. It's a journey, folks, step by step and day by day. And as I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I did not manifest. And every time I would pray in the Holy Spirit, the man of God said, just begin to speak as you said. Do not look for ice cream, candlesticks, violin bows. Just tell God you love him. And form a sentence. 
Just as I was not mature at that time, I have known since the age of 10 that I, was, I had been called to preach. And I fought against it. I would, I would do things directly against God so that the burden of the gift was not on me. Am I, am I modulating well? Okay. 16, verse 7. Still in uh, St. John. Nevertheless, I tell you, I must go away. I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Do you realize of all the great and mighty works of the Lord Jesus Christ, that was just a threshold. The Holy Ghost was going to build on that. Likewise in your life. I'm going to wrap up here in just a little bit. It says in the Bible, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. God will never take you and have you do anything beyond your natural control. He's the ultimate consummate gentleman. As we walk and speak in the Spirit, so do you. I was never able to live a consecrated, dedicated Christian life until I became infilled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to step on some toes here, but for me, my biggest sin was smoking. Not that I know, we know now that it's bad for you, but that was something that I put ahead of everything else. My wife could be telling me, I've got some important news. Wait a minute, I've got to go light a cigarette. <laughs> worked in this town, worked in this state, worked everywhere. You light that baby up, you're exempt. Yeah, keep it up. I like to hear you. Quitting cigarettes was easy. I quit 418 times. <laughs> I threw away as many cigarettes as I had. The Spirit of the Lord would convict me, not that it was inherently bad for me, but that I placed it ahead of God. I can remember... One time, Carol and I, we were just fixing to be married in 1964. <laughs> we went over to a friend of ours' house. They were going to make us a cake. And I just felt so convicted. It might not be that for you, but there's something in your life that God's pressing you down on. I said, I want to quit these cigarettes. I had a 1963 Impala Ford, 300 horsepower, positive track rear. I could lay rubber at a moment's notice. I crumpled up them cigarettes, and I threw them out, along with our last $5 bill. <laughs> so part of me is saying, you better go back and look. Them cigarettes are there. You better go back and look. That $5 bill is there. 
but we didn't. It says in 1 Corinthians 13, 22, or 3, yeah, 13, no, 1, 2 Corinthians 4, 7, excuse me, for we have put this treasure in earthen vessels, and unfortunately, I'm probably still the closest to mud than I am to a fire usable pot but I still have the treasure in me as you have the treasure in you not only did he invest the treasure of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood upon you but he invested the treasure of the Holy Spirit so that you can be strong and do exploits and live and serve him and have a committed Christian life I am here I pastored for 30 plus years I've had heartache and joy. My first, and I, I'm going to take just a couple of minutes, I'll be done. My first official act as a pastor, I came out of two broken churches. And there was a family there. And she went with the one church. He went with the other. And he committed suicide with his wife on the telephone. I'll show you. That's a little logic off there. So here I am, my first official act as a pastor. I got this one church on this side. Everybody from the other church on this side. And I got their mama and daddy at the foot of the grave, mad at all of us. I was chosen because I was the least volatile choice, a heartbreaker. So it's not all been wonderful, but that the Holy Spirit is able to carry me through. And let me go back to my original thought. I'm here because of the anointing. Vic, you're a likable guy. I really love you. But that don't count. It's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Right, Mark. We have, a, how many of you are familiar with ba basketball? Depth of bench. If you have your players here, then you have a second string and a third string. If you suffer injuries, you can pull up another player because you have depth of bench. We have depth of bench here, Pastor Brother Peter and the others supporting. Yeah. Hornblower. My train is in the station. I don't know how many days or years I'll have. But I, I don't know the departure. I know that I'm supposed to be on it someday. But my plan is to be here, rejoice in the Holy Spirit, 
to love you and to strengthen you and bring your kids toys. And my wife is constantly having me, or being corrected me because I'm playing with the kids all around me. And I'll try to cut that out, try to be better. Do it with your heart. It's not the clothing. It's not the finance. It's not the look. But it's that heartfelt cry saying, oh, God. Oh, God. I cannot impress you with brilliance. When they said brains, I thought they said trains, and I hid behind the door and said, I'm not going anywhere. The love for the body and the, the very fact that these people, the worship team, they come how many times? A month. A bunch. I must, I must tell you about Otis Mantu. Carol and I were active in a church, and there were a number of young kids, musically talented. And Otis Mantooth was the bass player, and he was part of the gospel quartet that they went around and singing. And Otis was a little off-key and a little off-time. And Otis said, well, if God wants me to play any better, he'll show me. Needless to say, Otis didn't last long. You need to step out in God, in the Holy Ghost, allow him to fill you, use you, and bless you as we are loved and blessed by you. Amen? Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Wow. Pastor, real quick. Sorry, can you stand here for just a quick second? Can you, Pastor, can you lead us all in a prayer? I think that, that was one of the best messages I've heard. It's just such an inc incredible explanation of the Holy Spirit and the gifting within you. So, Pastor, why don't, you, why don't we stand to our feet and, Pastor, lead us in prayer. You got it. Lord, we don't do it all that wonderful. And we might not do it all that well, but we do it with our heart. We write our tithe checks. We bless other people. We, we help people in the grocery stores for you, Lord. Now bless this service as it goes forward. Bless this new family that's come to us. But let us be blessed by the amazing anointing of the Holy Ghost. Countless, countless, countless illustrations of the impartation of the Holy Ghost. Bless us all. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.